Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. to the meditation conversation. Today we have Michael with us and uh, we are coming together to explore the coronavirus. The, the purpose of coming together here is kind of to calm down as much as we can. You know, there, there is no point in you going oh, hysteric, hysterical. Uh, hysterical. Mm-hmm. And Right. So, consciousness. Yeah. So that's why we we thought we'd just explore this with our beloved Michael. To talk about it. And um, I know, I know, not to make light of it, of course, but to offer maybe an alternative approach because wherever we look, it seems pretty scary. And it's affected the global markets. Um, you know, in the U.S., we've had the worst um, stock market performance since the 2008 um, housing crisis. And um, so, I don't know. What do you think, Michael? I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. I think the real uh, the real pandemic is the spread of fear. It's not the virus itself. It's the fear yeah. of the virus that's affecting everything. And that's having a more mm. of an impact on our life than this actual little new bug is. Um, mm. I'm sure by now, of course, if you haven't seen it for yourself, you've probably seen pictures on Facebook or Instagram of the shelves being emptied of apparently toilet paper and hand sanitizers, right? Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, for me, it's, um, it. Uh, you know, I wasn't alive at that time, but it's kind of reminiscent uh, from history of the era of the Great Depression when, uh, when fear struck the public and there was a run on the banks. Mm. Uh, and so we're seeing a similar thing happen here today and um you know what what is this really uh you know what is the nature of the cause of this fear and how can we help dispel the fear uh in ourselves and those around us i think that's a that's maybe a mm. important question of the day mm. um because i also see i mean of course we need to be careful you know, there are all of these restrictions now, which is good to think of, but it's also like what I see. I'm trying to not tune into it, but it, like you said, if you just go on Facebook, someone would share something and you would see comments and stuff. And and I see how, you know, people are starting to, I think even those that are infected now are like being treated or like someone posted, a friend of mine posted on Facebook that she was, I think on a train and someone was coughing and you know the whole like wagon just was freezing like people like <gasps> yeah. and, and, and these are the things and I probably would react the same way um 
I have a flight booked in a month. I don't know, will I be able to go? And like, what will, what will the atmosphere be like on the flight if I can go? Yeah. I know. I know. And, and this is like, <laughs> the people that are infected, they're not some kind of, not like they have the, um, called the pest. Um, oh, what? In English. What is it? Uh, I don't know, in the medieval times, you know, the, the, plague? Uh, the black plague, the uh, bubonic plague. Is that? Yeah. What they say is that because it's a new thing, more people might be infected. Mm. But I, again, I haven't really tuned into media, but I think also some people that had it were not like super sick. It was just like, oh, you know, they thought it was a normal flu. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, uh, Sometimes I just wonder if these things happen as some kind of like little humanity on trial events or some kind of litmus test to, to see where we are as a populace and, and what our level of consciousness really is. Um, and uh, of course, that's, that's just speculation or that's just one way to look at it. And because again, yeah, it's uh, as I understand it, the people who are dying are the typically the same kinds of people, elderly or those that are weak in, you know, weak in some um, uh, regard or another that are susceptible to dying from the flu every year. Mm-hmm. Just and uh, so, no, it's not, you know, just because it's a new strain, it, it, um, uh, you know, it's not. It's not like it's targeting or attacking those who are otherwise healthy. And um, yet our response to it is so substantially different than we have from, um, uh, you know, the common strains that we've we've been dealing with for eons, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things, I, you know, I've noticed is that, is that, um, you know, as evidenced there with uh, everybody making, you know, runs for the toilet paper and stuff like that, is that, uh, that that's kind of indicative of a, a certain selfish self-preservation type of, of attitude or perspective that so many have. And then furthermore, to your point there, Jayanti, is how it's almost creating a wedge particularly with um human contact so we're we're distancing each other from this and is that actually the right approach you know all of a sudden being afraid to hug each other when actually the best antidote for this might be a hug yeah i have accidentally hugged people twice now and uh been (laughs) kind of called out for it and lovingly it was like Um oh yeah, you're a hugger. And then I'm like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Um, well, funnily, I don't know, are you doing this in Sweden, Alessandra? And you guys might not even be doing this in Sedona, Michael, where instead of like a handshake, um, people are like elbow bumping. Have you seen this? So like they'll touch elbows. In fact, my daughter had a volleyball tournament this weekend. And so instead of like high fives after the game, they were elbow bumping. (laughs) But what was hilarious, just to add a little bit of light to this conversation, but 
I went to a shop um, last Friday. This was right after I had hugged somebody who was wonderful about it. He was, uh, you know, he was like, oh, good, a hug. Nobody's hugging, you know. And I was like, oh, God, I forgot. But anyway, um, and they needed to know if I was part of their rewards program or something. And so I gave my name and they found me in the system and they gave, they, she said my birthday to confirm that I was the right person. And then another woman who worked there was like, oh, you're, you're June 9th too. And I, I said, oh, do we have the same birthday? And she, she gave me an air elbow bump. So like you would do an air high five, you know, so we weren't even (laughs) going to touch anyway, but it was hysterical. I was like, what is she doing? Because it just looked like a chicken wing to me. Or <laughs> I was like, is she doing the chicken dance? And then I realized she was giving me an air elbow bump, which I thought was just the funniest, wittiest thing <laughs> I had seen. Yeah, there's definitely like a comedy part of this whole thing. Like you said, Mike, I think the whole toilet paper thing and like, yes, there is we can see where our consciousness is at and but you know if we can also look at it as something funny I mean once this is over perhaps people still or already people are sharing memes and it's like it doesn't even make sense why would you go and stock up toilet paper it's not a stomach flu it's like yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Go, go and buy oranges at least or something to boost your immune system yeah but I don't know to me, this whole thing is so strange because, yeah, was it a week ago? I really started to tune into media when it was coming on much more. And I felt like, I don't know what war feels like in this lifetime, but I guess that's the feeling. You know, it's like, whoa, like this is everywhere. And it's like, you know, you can start to look at everyone that is coughing or like everyone that looks sick, like as a suspect of carrying this virus or where is this virus? Because you can't see it. But, you know, it's all around. So it gets it gives this feeling of, like, where is it? Kind of like when the terror attacks was happening a lot in Europe or around the world. It's like, you don't know when it's going to happen or mm. where is it? It's yeah. invisible threat. But at the same time, you know, I would read the news and then I would go out in town for my lunch break. And it's like, everything is like normal. Mm. <laughs> like Everything is as like normal. Yeah. Why do we... Yeah, like you said, Michael, what we might need is actually to come closer because that fear in itself make us more susceptible to being sick. That was what I was going to ask. Do you, can, can you talk to us about like what fear does to the energetic system, like how detrimental fear itself can be from an energy standpoint, which, of course, everything emanates outward from the energy, you know. Right. And, um, you know, fear, fear causes us to, you know, shut down and close off, you know, from each other, but it's, um, what we end up doing under with fear is, you know, we, we, we shut ourselves off from the flow of vitality. So we're, we're actually in an attempt to protect ourselves. We're actually, it's like, we're cutting off our own life stream. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
and not to be too cliche, you know, it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater or, you know, you're blocking out the good as well as the bad and by walling yourself off. Um, and, and ironically is, is it's not really, it's not really, uh, blocking out the so-called bad. Um, what we're doing is we're just actually shutting ourselves off from, um, those energetic streams that can actually protect us. So it's a, it's a really a fear results in a false sense of protection, not true protection, mm -hmm. uh, if that makes sense. And so, uh, you know, fear along with the, it, you know, it's a, a wide variety of, of what we would call, you know, fear-based emotions certainly when they're stored within the body um, and they're not uh, released or processed as we've kind of talked about in prior uh, podcast or two um, of, you know, uh, re regarding uh, stored traumas and things like that, that over the long term can make us very, very sick. And, uh, you know, we've probably all had the experience of seeing someone in their latter years in life who's very very embittered right mm. and we can see it written um in their face on um and in their body about how fast someone can deteriorate yeah um uh through uh, not being able to process um and release um that from within our own energy system uh so uh, fear is not a, um, you know, itself. It's not actual it's not a, protection. No, it's not. And what seems to be happening here now, we have, you know, within our own, like, um, you know, um, uh, you know, you have these built-in functions of self-preservation, and some would regard that as a healthy kind of a fear you know the it's the it's the the kind of the fight or flight mechanism that kind of kicks in and gives us adrenaline boost to uh um that's you know gonna save our life in uh you know in, in extreme circumstances and it seems that with the the and the media seems to be playing into and just pushing that button so that that in this case what people are doing is there there's not an actual threat in in someone's environment but people are responding as if there is mm. and so people are going into like fight or flight mode um really unnecessarily um but that kind of of thing we have built into us to be able to handle some uh, event um as it occurs you know something uh, you know a tiger jumps out of the woods uh um you know a a, a truck steers into your oncoming you know lane um uh that kind of a that kind of a thing uh, but to have that state be kind of sustained 
day in and day out and just fed, I don't believe is healthy for the body, mm. the mind, mm. you know, uh, or the soul. Yeah, definitely not. And that's exactly what I just mentioned. I felt that, you know, by tuning into media. And I would say, you know, I'm much more conscious this year than I was a few years ago. I had tools to, you know, go within. But still, I mean, some people are more sensitive than others. And I'm definitely a sensitive one. So it was just interesting to see how my consciousness, at least I could observe it. So at some point, like, no, okay, I'm going to have to stop this. Because mm -hmm. I saw how it pulled me down. And like you said, I that's what I felt. I went out on the street and it was like I was ready to fight something. There's nothing to fight. There's this invisible germ. Like Yeah. Well, and I <laughs> think I was ready to fight or run or like Yeah. Oh, sun is shining, people look happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is also from a meditation perspective where mindfulness um can be very helpful. So Alessandra and I don't practice, you know, our meditation uh, is not really in the, the mindfulness category. But of course, mindfulness is a part of any type of meditation. But it can be very helpful outside of meditation as well. But that sense of just really coming back to the present moment to be like, what is happening right in front of me? Not what am I worried about happening in the future, which we if you stop and think about it, Usually the worst case scenario is not what happens, but that is what we, that's what we fear. And it's like we try to plan for it. It's kind of like the more we think about it, then we think we're not going to get caught off guard by it and we're going to be better off. But what we're doing is just what we're talking about here. We're activating the sympathetic part of the nervous system where we're going into fight or flight, but we're not using it. We're not metabolizing it. And so um, just noticing where we are and bringing our awareness back to the present moment and really being conscious of like, okay, what is actually happening? Okay, I'm safe, actually. You know, I don't have the coronavirus or I do. And I'm, you know, <laughs> in this moment, this is exactly what I'm dealing with right now, not what could happen in two days or, or, um, you know, it's it's there's such power really in bringing mm -hmm. ourselves back to reality and what is really happening right now. Which, as John T mentioned, noticing that the wow the sun rose this morning and it's it's shining in the sky. You mm -hmm. know the birds are chirping; they're not worried. You Actually, know? we may need a different scenario for those of us living in Indiana. I can't remember when I saw the sun last. So oh, okay. um, what, tell me again about this sun thing. thing is, it, is it like a, a male child? <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to make sun water and uh, I don't have a sun to put the glass of water in it. Does any work with light? I don't know. I bought a, a gem. I ended up buying a bottle that has crystals in the bottom of it because I because there is no sun. It's gone. I don't know where it went, but sorry. Yeah. Actually <laughs> you can draw me a picture and uh, help me remember. <laughs> so yes, but there so anyway, point being that uh, life is going on. Yeah, it is. And, you know, for 
uh, you know, for, for those who, um, those of us who have a practice or belief system and we have, um, uh, um, uh, maybe masters, uh, um, uh, living or dead, if you will, uh, that, uh, whether it be a Jesus or Buddha or whoever, you know, or, or Krishna or whatever is, uh, you know, uh, it's like the, what was, what's that little, like, what would Jesus do kind of thing? You know, it's like imagining and going, Hey, how would any of these, um, uh, masters, those that we look up to, how would they, um, how would they be responding in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, would they be succumbing to fear? Mm-hmm. And, um, no, not likely. Mm-hmm. And, and so if, uh, uh, those who have inspired us, you know, uh, for us to just, just, find comfort in knowing that that there's no you know there's nothing to fear and uh i think it's um this is uh here's a little trivia thing about even about the bible that you know what the most common phrase in the bible is Thy will be done. No. It's mentioned like 365 times it says, do not be afraid. Mm. Yeah, but that's the thing. I feel it was my grandmother said once we were talking about faith and um, some people of my family do have faith, some doesn't really. And she said, um, I I don't know what people without faith do, especially in times like this. I it must be really hard. Right. If I didn't have faith, I would probably also be running out buying toilet paper right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and like I said, it doesn't whatever you rely on, it could be just like a good force in the universe. We know it exists. Like we all know love. We all know no joy and you know in our own lives we have challenges right now we have a massive global challenge to work out together but that's gonna pass too at some point i don't know it might affect our lives in ways but humans can like we are resilient we are strong and there are solutions and yes and there's you know I'd like to kind of mention too here is is that we've been talking about fear, and the thing about this is that that the something like this comes up and it really just kind of it, it helps bring to the surface or bring to light, bring into awareness um, the the let's say the subconscious fears that are people are carrying around. Uh, so it's it's not really that um, it's not like there's a, a a bunch of fear that's all of a sudden present here that necessarily wasn't there before. What it's doing is it's finding a face 
and we call it the coronavirus, but this is just a proxy or an extension about of of what the fear that people really have, which is let's say is a fear of, of death, mm-hmm. whether they're their own or the fear of uh, death of, of those they love. So fear of loss. Mm-hmm. And so there is an opportunity in all of this for um for each of us through our own um, uh, meditation and reflection and contemplation to to, uh, begin to understand ourselves and those around us in terms of how this fear of death, uh, how prominent that is in our consciousness and how it's governing or dictating our behavior and our experience here on earth. That is incredibly profound. Of course, it's so obvious and I have never considered that. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So, and that's, that's not an easy one to overcome. Because, um, you know, one, just as an example, like, I think we've got maybe quick hits that people can do to sort of help them get through sort of step by step with something like this. So being present, visualizations, you know, helping to sort of strengthen your energy through visualization or pranayama. Mm -hmm. But that just really cuts to the root of it, which is a much heavier task. (laughs) Hey, by the way, just get over your fear of death. (laughs) Okay, I'll do that right now. (laughs) But yeah, of course. But I guess that's kind of like the yoga science or any spiritual science comes in and depends on what you identify with. I mean, coming back to if Buddha or Christ or Krishna would be here, why they said we shouldn't be afraid is because they tell us you are not your body you are your soul and yes maybe it's no obviously it's time for some people to go but they just go to another place their soul won't vanish just time to transition and uh, if you are establishing that faith you're i guess you can face that fear in a different way but again I think it's also different to sit here and say, and I don't know how I would react if I have the coronavirus and get different, what is it called, that? information. It's super sick. Mm-hmm. It's like around us, I watched his documentary of when he got a stroke, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, all his life he's been preaching about facing death and like, you don't have to fear that. And then he's like, here I am, Mr. Spiritual Teacher. Don't be afraid of death. And... All I can think of in the hospital is, you know, something about his body mm. and his life. So it's one thing to, you know, sit here and say when you're calm, but then like in the moment of facing it, like, I don't know, <laughs> that's a different. It, it is a different thing. And um, uh, I think many of us, I think, and there's there's a few that have had the so-called proverbial near-death experience where they're, um, you know, they're 
uh, their bodies uh, shut down and they've had had a um, a spiritual experience of the afterlife and at least a glimpse of it and then returned. There's many um, there's many more who have had a um, what you might call uh, what we call a brush with death, where um, and this is uh, uh, this is more common. You know, it's a uh, it's it's uh, you know the train missed you by an inch kind of a experience where you where all of a sudden you're like wow i was that close mm-hmm. um i remember i had a uh i was out on magic island um on the island of oahu there in waikiki there's a little lagoon at the end of um this little peninsula and there's an opening at um to the open ocean out there um where just you know a little bit of water can flow in and out of the lagoon and i decided to swim out to that and check it out just because i don't i was i was curious i was curious as a cara um (laughs) (laughs) little inside joke there um and i swam out to it and then the next thing i know i got I, it just, whoop, I got swept out to sea. And um, the lagoon, of course, is just nice and calm and wonderful to swim in. But the, the ocean beyond it was, yikes. Oh, yeah. And I some really big sucked waves. into that, that current. Yeah, huge waves. And all of a sudden, I'm out. Now I'm outside the lagoon. And I'm in the open. I'm in open ocean. And I'm like, uh-oh. And the, uh, the, it's, it's, I had like two options. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm either gonna get swept out to sea and drown or, um, it's all these big rocks that form the, the lagoon and there's huge waves. I'm like, or I'm going to get absolutely just my head split open on these rocks. If I'm, I'm like, and I, it looked like, yeah, okay, I got, de- I got death option number one, death option number two. And it's really interesting in that moment, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, this is it. And there is this, this, you know, this panic kind of thing this that hits you, that adrenaline, that rush, that, oh, and then there's this, as you're realizing it, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, mm. you're trying to stop it. Um, there's a fear. And then there's all of a sudden there's just this like, oh, well. Here we go. This is it. Mm. There we go. And, mm. you know, and it's so long and thanks for all the fish, you know, uh, moment. Mm. Um, and so I hit that moment i was like oh wow okay i guess this is this is it i also remember having a little choice in there like i remember i discovered something about myself which was that i still wanted to live Hmm. and uh it was that that moment actually revealed to me something that i wasn't really sure of I was said, you know, I'd already kind of come to my, what I felt like really come to terms with whether or not I lived or died. And I was kind of 
it's I didn't care. And then in that moment, though, I did. Hmm. I'm like, I'm not done yet. And hmm. I remember feeling that, but then just then going, oh, wow, I this circumstance is beyond my control. So what, you know, OK. All right, Lord, take me if this is the case. And in that moment, all of a sudden I got picked up by a wave. And lift me, I felt myself rise up, and I'm right on the crest of this wave, and it just comes in and it washes over this all these ju- jagged, ju- you know, huge rocks, and it just lifted me up, raised me up, and just placed me onto one of those rocks, and then just dissipated, and went away. Whoa. And yeah, and I'm like, wow, and then I'm like. Oh, now I'm laying on this rock, like the little mermaid washed ashore or something, and like looking around going, wow, I'm, did that just happen? I'm, I'm alive. And then, of course, I walked forward from that moment with a greater appreciation of life, having so-called faced death. Hmm. Wow. Well, thank was you for this, sharing that. What point of your life was this? Was it before you started to practice or where were you at? Um, this is, uh, so this is circa 2013. So this is, this is after um, all the, the shamanic initiations and stuff that I'd been through already. So, and I, um, I had already, uh, travel to other realms or whatever. I already, already know where I'm going, so to speak. Uh, so it, it, I, I was already in the know, uh, so to speak, of, uh, the eternal nature of the soul. That was not new to me. And, mm-hmm. um, and yet still inspired of that I, I i still remember that that moment of of um of uh facing death once again mm-hmm. i guess it's like and i guess it's to the, to, to the point oh to the point is you never really know until it's the moment's right there yeah and faith gets us through so that we don't have an irrational fear that 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 uh, adversely influences our life, um, you know, unnecessarily. So our faith and our belief will carry us uh, along so that we don't live in a perpetual state of fear. Uh, but that's, as, as John T. said, that's different uh, than the, 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 the moment of truth, that mm-hmm. when, you're really, when you're really faced with it. Hmm. But I think also the the opposite can be true. Like if we see that, you know, we are souls here, we come to earth to learn certain things. And some days you might be very tired of school and just like, okay, I just want to drop school. <laughs> this astral world sounds nice. But then, you know, <laughs> when it's like, okay, sure, you can drop out of school. It's like, uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'll stay a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it. That's it right there. 
so yes and uh uh thankfully there's um you know there's like some let's say uh there's some uh you know approval processes in the granting of everything we wish (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) there's some little check-ins are you sure that's what you really want (laughs) yeah no, I was just tired of school. I just needed a break. I didn't want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I didn't need to die. I just needed a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I think that's a good place to leave it. We can leave it at be not afraid. And, yeah, um, yeah. beautiful. Thank not you. Not afraid. Yeah. Well, when fear presents itself, let it be your teacher and learn from it what you can about yourself and what's important to you. And maybe, maybe it's just telling you that life is really worth living. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much, Michael and Jayanti. And uh, thank you, listeners. We wish you much love and health and um, And we look forward to the next meditation conversation.